Welcome to Enter the Critic, a podcast where each week we talk about movies, both new and on Netflix. Uh, but last, not today. Not, not this week. Uh, I know we said that last week was going to be the uh, last of our list episode, and I said that not knowing how long we were going to talk about <laughs> badass movies. Um, so this week is the last <laughs> of the <laughs> lists, for a little while at least, Um where we get the conclusion of Matt's list of badass movies. Uh, it was either this or give you guys nearly a two-hour podcast, which is a lot to sit through two, right now. Yeah, two hours about, uh, you know, Nightmare Before Elm, Nightmare on Elm <laughs> Street. Absolutely fine. That's justified, but sir. Two hours about badass movies. Mm, I don't know. We need to split that up. Yeah, we got to split much. that. It's a little too much for you guys to handle. Yeah, so. we don't want we don't want to destroy your lives here, folks. So uh, here we are at the conclusion of the badass list. Uh, We'll, we'll join right in progress uh, yeah, of tune, us talking. Tune in next week where we will be checking out the great John Carpenter film, Assault on Precinct 13. That's right. We'll so be doing check that it for, out. We'll be doing gonna, Netflix movie. Right. Yeah. So watch it so that we're going we're gonna to talk all about it. Yep. Anyway, moving on. Yep. Terminator 2. Ooh. Judgment. Uh, uh, oh. Ooh. Wow. Okay. Now we're Chris, getting to the big I know guns. you're gonna. I know you're gonna raise fisticuffs on this. A little bit. You, a little bit. You vastly prefer the term, the first Terminator. And and and, and I, I would say you have an argument that it is a better film. Okay, for this list, list. For this list, I would agree. T two Judgment Terminator Day two. is a is a more badass film. I will agree. Or will make you feel like a badass. number yes. of miniguns in Terminator <laughs> One zero. Okay, zero. all right, all right. Number of grenade so, launchers also zero. Yes. Okay, I will concede that yes, it is it is more of a badass film. It makes you feel more badass. Yeah. But I still think the that the that first fine. Terminator that's fine. is a better and were my film. list just the best. Whatever films, best films. <laughs> okay, Terminator okay. still wouldn't be on there. <laughs> <laughs> Terminator <laughs> would still be not on. Not there. on there. It's a great movie, but it wouldn't be on there. Uh, okay, but no. For I, my I badass will, list. The, I, the I will concede. T- yes. T two really gets. Which Terminator two is much more of a high octane action. Oh, absolutely. Terminator one is more of a sci fi thriller. Right. With elements of, of yeah, high octane yeah, action, yeah, there, there's there's um, a lot of there's a lot of long walls. <laughs> yeah, so this this is a much more fast paced movie. I mean, it's within like seven or eight minutes <laughs> yeah. when Arnold's riding a motorcycle, <laughs> doing that sweet flip cock yep, with the yep. um, with the shotgun, yeah. yeah, with the Winchester shotgun. Oh my god! And and, and just the names in this again. You have of course Arnold Schwarzenegger, Linda Hamilton, uh, Robert Patrick. Makes this film mm-hmm. yeah. oh, way way tougher than it should. Oh, be. Well, the ones after this, everybody tried to mimic that I, that thing that he does, and he like, does it so well. And, and they don't like in, in all the in the other Terminators yep. in like the TV show. Like you know, they're they're basically just like watching T two and going, okay, how am I going to play yeah. this? I, I, because he didn't even play it the way Arnold did in the first one. No, like, he didn't no. play it like that because Arnold's still in it playing it the same way. So he had to make himself like the more advanced model. You know what's really funny? I I, I I was reading about this. He studied bald eagles 
the movement of bald eagles. Whoa. And that's how he got his head. Because if you notice his that head, like, is, yeah, tilts. Like swi- it's on it's a swivel. Tilt, yeah, yeah, it swivels back and forth and tilts weird. Anytime he's looking at something that he's interested in, it tilts kind of 45 degrees to the side. That's that's from him studying bald eagles. <laughs> and hmm. let me just stop. And I've sort of said this before about movies in general. A good film, at least in the realm of conventional protagonist-antagonist, is only ever going to be as good as its villain, for me. Absolutely, absolutely. There's not a single entry on this list, and I love finding out more and more things that these movies have in common. There's not a single entry on this list where the antagonist isn't easily one of the best characters. Yeah, right. Not a single one. And that's a testament to when you get a group of super cool action dudes together. The Expendables is a really good example of this. Expendables, super fun movies to watch. Not at all compelling. I barely nope. remember a single thing. Right. Why is that? I think one of the reasons is that it's overtaken by all these dudes and there's never a villain that not really, really stands out. Not really, no. Right. This Even movie, with Jean-Claude Van Damme, I just it, it doesn't it, it stand got, out. It got for me. better but not not it yeah. still didn't reach the level that it should have. Like I feel like what's the like for me, the most memorable, like Mission Impossible, is the one the third with Philip one. Seymour Hoffman. Philip Seymour Hoffman, absolutely, absolutely, because you're like, oh, dude, he's so ridiculous. <laughs> because like, I even loved Ghost Protocol, but like now that it's further away from having seen it, I'm kind of like, I remember the third one more. Yeah, I'm like, eh, yeah, I'm trying know, to remember who details. the bad guy was right. And, the- <laughs> and, and I like, think part of that is you're only you can only showcase so much badassery without it being threatened mm-hmm. before yep. you're just like, who mm-hmm. cares? Right. Yep. In order like, to well, show, he's not going to get. He's not in trouble ever. Like yeah. he's the good guy. Look how good he is. Right. Like if if you don't, the best Superman stories are the ones where he's killed or almost killed. <laughs> because you're much. like, oh, good. He <laughs> actually can be hurt. Yeah. Um. So and, that's and, definitely a testament to to this film in particular. Like you said, Robert Patrick is amazing in it. He's just he's um, just nightmare, pure nightmare fuel. Yeah. Looking at the first Terminator, which Arnold does a wonderful job uh-huh. being just a pure oh, yeah. automaton yep. machine yep. of death. Right. Yep. Uh, Robert Patrick's even worse. Yeah. He's oh, terrifying. Yeah. That yeah. one scene. Menacing. That one scene where they throw him. I forget exactly what happens. He 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 falls. Or no, they 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 detach him from the back of the cop car that they're yep. driving away in, and he yeah, you know, he's got the metal arm. They shoot his arm. Yeah, and it, and he you know does all the clanging, and he just gets up, and there's no. Hesitation. Yep. He just starts gets running. up and starts sprinting. And if you look, it's amazing acting. If you look at his face, he's not breathing through his mouth. Right. right. He's just sprinting and awesome. his mouth is closed. Yeah. And that's just nightmare fuel because right. it's like he's not showing any <laughs> effort at right. all. Yes. And he's running, face. you know, for as fast as the car's going, he's running like 30 miles an yeah, hour. Yeah, and, he, and, and <laughs> there's, a, there's a split second when you're like, he could catch up yeah. to them. <laughs> uh, I watched this movie... Very young, too young, <laughs> and uh, a moment yes. that sticks out for me for that character. Is the early nineties, talking when he's <laughs> yep. talking on the oh, phone, shit. mimicking uh-huh. his mom's voice. You're only hearing the other end of this conversation, yep. and it flips to um, John Connor's, like I guess his adopted parents' yep, home, yep. and he has the mom on the end of his finger, which is like an elongated no, no, knife, no, like a the, blade. The, 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 the blade. mom's the mom's on the phone. It's the dad that's on the the blade. Okay. It's going through yes. the carton of milk. Yes, <laughs> yeah. and that line after he hangs up, he goes, "Your parents are dead." <laughs> just like that flat delivery of just yeah. like, oh god, yeah, so that's crazy, terrifying, yeah. But also, you know, complimenting that are so many badass scenes, which are often involve blowing him apart. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, oh yeah. Which the special effects in this. 
They oh, were groundbreaking. One, one, the the, the early, time. the earlier instances of like CGI being used yep. heavily in a yep. film. Uh, and again, you look back at stuff like this in Jurassic Park, and it looks better than a lot of shit that exactly, comes out today. Exactly. Because they used it, and the reason why that is, it's not that the computers back then, you know, the computers back then were a trillionth of their power today. Uh-huh. Absolutely. It's not, it has nothing to do with processing power. It's the idea of we are going to utilize computer-generated imagery in conjunction with practical uh-huh. effects. Exactly. When we, when it's way too impractical, or right. what we can do is just far beyond what we can do with physical... Yep. Anything really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, we're gonna use CGI, and that's what makes it compelling visually. Yep. A uh, uh, perfect example of that is the scene where the truck is is jumped off the that yeah. bridge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That that is an actual shot. Right. But what they did was they had wires, like kind of holding the truck up and guiding it for a controlled fall, and then they just went in digitally and removed the wires. It's like right. that's how you do that correctly. Right. Mm-hmm. right. Um. Yeah. The, and and these the the T1000. Special effects were just groundbreaking at the time. Yep. And like you said, they still hold up they hold really right. well. Because they they're up. like, they're like, let's try to do this as simply as possible. We're not going to have him like, you know, like every time he goes into this state, we just make it reflective. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. Like, right. done. Not, and you know, it's, you again, the, the, the less is more uh, outlook on it. It's right. just, it's so well done. Yeah. Definitely. And like, also, uh, a, a badass movie that makes you get choked up at the end. That's tough. None of yep. these. I don't That's know that true. any of the movies you've brought up like get you like, oh yeah. But that yeah. that scene, man, when the thumbs up and stuff, uh-huh. that's so good. Yep. It is. I remember as a kid watching that and being like, no, <laughs> yeah, no, like, he is so like, oh man, it goes. Who? What? What? Like, eight year old boy doesn't want a pet <laughs> robot? Because <laughs> there's so many good moments yeah. between him and John Connor yep, talking absolutely. about uh-huh. stuff. Yep. And, yep. Yeah. So yep. good. Oh yeah, that ending. Oof. So, moving on, this is where I'm going to have to put a leash on Chris because I've personally <laughs> I've personally heard him talk about this movie for probably over 45 minutes in a single sitting. Not an exaggeration. The only so, time when, when, when I taught when I taught a class taught a on class this class on this film. The only reason I stopped was because the bell rang and Pamela looked at me and went, "Sorry." Yeah, when, when I when I saw this, I knew I had to put it on the list because it is totally a badass movie, yes. especially the second half. is just so it's so badass, and the characters are so badass. But I looked at it and I was like, oh, "What am I gonna? Chris is gonna okay." I could do All my right, own episode so, on this. So here we go. Jaws. What number are we on? We are on. Actually, let me look. I have it. Jaws is number five. Okay, Jaws. Jaws. All right. Well, this is where the this is where the second part of the episode uh, for next week begins. Because sure, I'm going to go. We are already at least over an hour through. Just just an hour. We just hit it. Okay, that's not bad. Um, so let me say my piece about (laughs) Jaws because it's not an action movie. I'm I'm, going to put my mic down. Okay, Jaws. (laughs) Chris could yeah. Please put your mic down because he could literally comment on everything that I'm saying. (laughs) Jaws is not. An action movie per se. It's not a horror movie per se. One of the reasons why it's great is that it contains so many different genres. And so many different... It's a roller coaster of a movie. And what's badass about it is that the first half of the movie is you just spending time being utterly terrified of this gigantic shark. Yep. I mean, it's it's genuinely frightening and terrifying. Yeah. And you spend most of the movie feeling like you're helpless. Absolutely. That this thing is just insurmountable. 
The second half, I don't know if it's exactly halfway point. I'm sure Chris can give me the time code for when they start going. <laughs> but when they, when Hooper and the boys go on the offensive, go on the offensive, it's it turns into like you feel so empowered. Yeah, like there's so many scenes where they're running on the water and you're like they're doing shit. Yep, they're getting it done. <laughs> and even when the shark comes up and he takes the buoys down. They keep trying, man. Yep. <laughs> and and right to the very end where they're threatened to the final fucking amazing line delivered by Roy Charter. Absolutely. You want to say it? Smile, you son of a bitch. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so good. Yeah. So oh, hell good. Yeah, hell yeah. Um so I could not exclude it from this list. Um uh, and that- good 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 call, sir. Yeah. yeah. Well, th- this is a movie that like when I I mean I grew up in the New, New Jersey Sure. I was going to ask. How, so was, we watched this in yeah. landlocked Pennsylvania, yeah. where oceans weren't a problem. <laughs> right. Although I was still scared to take a bath. Oh, yeah. fucking oh, absolutely, <laughs> dude. I was scared. I was scared of pools after this. Even like the the the, the ocean. Right. Yeah. I mean, that yeah. was terrifying. But then I'd even be like in a pool at night where it gets dark, and you're just yeah. like, "What's in the water?" You're like, yeah. "It's a pool. There's nothing in the water." But yeah, uh, the, I mean, you know, this is. Um, very loosely based on an actual event that happened where a shark made its way into a fresh, uh, like a, 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 a river that, that connects to the, the Jersey Shore and uh, kind of made its way up the river and, like, devoured a, a bunch of people in, wow. like, the, I want to say, like, 1800s. Something maybe. like that, Something yeah. Something like that. It yeah. was, like, maybe maybe even the turn of the century. But, yeah, just... Just swallowing people whole left and right wow. because nobody knows what to it do. It was a great, it was a great white, and it it had it had followed the 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 Gulf Stream or whatever. It followed some warm water from from way outside, and then just you know it was just like, oh, I'm just here. <laughs> like, right, look at all gotta, this food. Gotta, wow, look at all this food available to me. Yeah, so um, but but I oh my gosh, yeah, absolutely terrified of the ocean after this movie. I saw this movie again way too young. I saw it on Betamax. Damn. Wow. Yeah, I saw it. This wow. is like my my one of my uncles had a Betamax player and then of course Betamax lost. And yep. so he literally was so angry that he like was just like I'm going to throw all this away. So my dad was like, "Well, let me just borrow it." So he had like like a bunch of like movies that he had already bought on Betamax when it finally went under. So he had this like <laughs> I remember having a garbage bag mm-hmm. filled with these Betamax tapes and my dad brought home this like Betamax player and so it was like the first time we had like a- that kind That's of player. That's probably hundreds of dollars worth actually probably thousands of dollars <laughs> worth of stuff yeah, that, yeah. It, at that and time. And he was just like, "Oh, he was so mad and he was just like, I'm getting rid of this." So my dad was like, "Let, let me have it." <laughs> so like we brought it home and like and then we watched a bunch of movies. I forget what all else we have, but yeah, Jaws was definitely one that I watched a few times and and, and never was able to live down. And then much later, when I got to be get past the actual being terrified part, yeah, then then, yeah, then that- when you like watching them on the boat, uh, every time I go fishing with my dad and stuff, just riding, right? Because we always would go offshore, and so like part of that is like basically at you know six hour boat ride, right? And like yeah. the entire six hours, you're like. Yeah, Dude, I, I we're had, doing it. Had these exact same thoughts. <laughs> I would go fishing it. with my cousins on the Chesapeake yeah. Bay. <laughs> just the Bay. Like, you're like, 
You can easily see land. Yeah. It's not like you're out at sea, but I'm still thinking like. Quoting, bum, <laughs> Start uh, singing old Spanish ladies. Yep, yep, <laughs> okay. yep. Get a grip here. You're on the Chesapeake Bay you're fishing for fucking like trout or whatever. Yeah, right. I don't know. If you're, you're, quote, you're quoting yeah. Quint. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I have owned this movie on every format that I have ever owned movies on. Um, I've always, like the moment I got a, like my first VHS you know, player mm-hmm. as a kid, I'd be like, "Well, I'm going to buy Jaws special edition," and I'd go buy the two VHS box. Ah, the two VHS yep. tape. That's great. Um, and then when I got my first DVD player, I was like, "Well, Jaws is coming home." <laughs> um, and then when they remastered it on Blu-ray, I was like, "All right, well, it's remastered." My wife's like, "Don't you already own this?" I'm like, "Yes, I do," and I'm owning it again, <laughs> and we're watching it tonight. Ah, <laughs> uh, I yeah. Well, we better move on before I just start talking about Jaws. <laughs> Well, <laughs> no, you know more about this movie than anyone in the Tri-County area. <laughs> so, but keep it to the things that are badass. Yeah, just explain, uh, okay, all right, explain so, why this movie's badass. Okay, well, first off, you have one of the most, um, that crazy limerick that uh, Quint says, where he, where he talks about uh, the, the oh, I'm trying to remember, I used to know it verbatim, Um we talked about uh, uh, here lies the body of Sally McGee. Died at the age of 103 for 14 years. She kept her virginity. Not a bad record for this vicinity. Um, <laughs> yeah, you got it. He uh, just. Oh wait, wait. She was born a vert. Wait, no. Never mind. He got it. Yeah. He got it. He, got it. Um, he just he just said that. Like that wasn't scripted. Wow. Um, he just rattled that off in the middle of his uh, being a char- you know, in, in in character, and they called cut, and uh, uh, Steven Spielberg said. Um, listen, that was great. Where's that from? We may have to check if there's a copyright issue. And he goes, I don't know. It's written on a tombstone in Dublin. I don't think it'll be a problem. It's <laughs> <laughs> true. That's amazing. Yeah, there's, there's a, the, <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> um, just uh, like a lot of the lines, a, a, as great as the writing staff was on, on this uh, movie and, and, and the writing staff was very good. Um, a lot of the most badass lines in this were just off the cuff. Right. Um, and most famously, we're going to need a bigger boat. That was not scripted. He just he didn't even go over that with uh, Spielberg. Uh, Roy Schneider just said that just in, in the heat of the moment. And it, it became such a staple of, of uh, uh, culture that people just say that now. <laughs> um, so, yeah, just, just, so, just some of the craziness that this movie... Uh, uh, was able to pull off that it really shouldn't have, <laughs> you know, especially being that this was the third movie that Spielberg had directed mm-hmm. and the first one for a major studio. Like, that's eh, that's a pretty big deal. So I think he was like 24 when he directed this, which is insane. That is, wow. He did more three years ago in my life than I will do in all of my yep. life. Oh, no. Trust. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so... But no, we we better move on. I'm just gonna keep yeah, talking. About it's this. just th- the second half of this movie is just like three guys basically fighting against a force of nature, right? Right. Uh, and and being respectful of it. I mean, all of them to some degree are very respectful of the shark, to 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 a certain degree. Yeah. Even if their motives are different. Yeah. Um, I mean, Quint wants revenge for what happened to him. But he know yeah, he's respectful of the shark's power. He doesn't, you know, from the get-go, he realizes it's not going to be an easy job. Yep. Yep. Uh Richard from a biological standpoint, 
Oh yeah, that scene yeah. where that scene where they're taking pictures of it. And he's like, yeah. "Oh, beautiful, beautiful! Come on, baby, be like." He's almost talking to the shark mm-hmm. like a model, and he's just like, just really going off on it. And Brody, who just has Terri- seen what terrified. it's done, yeah, he's and just, just terrified need, of it, <laughs> despite being terrified of it, still feels the need mm-hmm. to to stop it. So it's a great movie. Oh, the heroism and the oh, badassness is. So good with that movie, even if that's not immediately what you think of it. So that's why I included it. Excellent choice. And a good companion piece with that, sort of going along with a similar theme of what I just said, is probably, I want to say, the least known film on my list. Oh, okay. It's a movie that whenever I um, run into people and they're like, what's a good movie that I probably haven't seen? For whatever reason... I continually go back to this 1997 Anthony Hopkins film, The Edge. Oh, all right. Yeah. The Edge, if you haven't seen it, it's a pretty simple story. Rich, old millionaire, maybe billionaire, I don't know what he is in the film, uh, has a young, attractive wife, and uh, the young, attractive wife has a lover, played by Alec Baldwin, um, go up into the Canadian wilderness might be the Alaskan wilderness, somewhere up north there. And uh, they go on a plane ride, I believe, to do to scout out a photo shoot. Um, Anthony Hopkins' character just goes along for the ride. Their plane goes down. So it's now Anthony Hopkins' character and Alec Baldwin's character stuck in the wilderness together. Uh, Alec Baldwin, you know, both of them have never really spent any time doing anything, you know, being in the wilderness, they're right. not survivalists. Uh, the difference between the two characters is Anthony Hopkins has spent a good part of his life studying pretty much anything. He's basically a renaissance man, but he's particularly fascinated with the idea of survival. He's read up, you know, various survival books, etc. So but basically, he has no field. He has no field experience. But it's it's the idea of if you have the will and you have some knowledge. Can you go? Can you get through these experiences? And this movie, oh man! As as far as the dialogue goes, there's so many amazing quotes from this film. Let me just pull them up here, because Anthony Hopkins' character is more or less just this like philosopher king. <laughs> like he's a warrior, but he's also like a like a poet in what he says, and he tries to impart like he 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 knows that if he's going to make it. He needs to get his companions. Uh, he does start out. There's a number of people that they start out with. They don't all make it. Spoilers. Um, but he, he knows that in order to get through this experience, he's going to have to preserve. He's going to have to get everyone along with him to go along with the idea of, like, we can survive this. Right. We can get through this. Um, oh, and the one big part of the story that I did not mention is that they eventually run into a bloodthirsty Kodiak bear. Um. A bear that... The bear. The bear. Played by Bart the bear. Played by Bart the bear, <laughs> who has the uh, top top billing in the uh, actual credits of the movie. He gets it before any of the actors. Hey, he was uh, in The Great Outdoors and but this, Legends of the Fall. Yeah, I was going to say, that's the same bear yeah, from Great Outdoors. This, this bear in the movie uh, basically comes across their camp and ends up attacking one of them just out of... You know, he stumbles along them, and then it comes along with this idea, which I don't think is a true biological fact, but he gets the taste. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that's... He gets the, the hunger. I don't, I don't think that's really... Um, 
Also, supposedly, the area that they're in is, like, not very... There's not a lot of animals around. It's during the time of the year when the bear is looking for things to eat. Right. So they become his number one prey, and basically the bear starts stalking them. So a lot of the movie is spent running away from this bear, and eventually, you know, Anthony Hopkins' character deduces that, like, the only way we're going to survive is if we kill it. Because it's just going to keep following us. We're not going to be able to outrun it. It's going to starve us until we can't go anymore and then just kill us. And uh, let me go to that quote. Oh, I'm going to kill the bear. Say it. I'm going to kill the bear. Say it. I'm going to kill the bear. Say it. Say it. I'm going to kill the bear. Say it. I'm going to kill the bear. Say it again. I'm going to kill the bear. And again. I'm going to kill the bear. Good. What one man can do, another can do. What one man can do, another can do. Say it again. What one man can do, another can do. Say it again. What one man can do, another can do. Yeah. You're goddamn right. <laughs> That's great. Uh, maybe you can mix that in then. Yep. So. This is just a great survivalist film. Um, it's a great... You were talking about touching endings. The movie, the ending of this movie still makes me tear up. Uh, obviously, I won't give it away since I'm sure a lot of people haven't seen it. To give you a testament to how badass this film is, fan of the show, friend of the show, George Brown, mm-hmm. and I routinely quote this movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's just. This seems it, like a very George movie. It, it is a very George movie, and and with good reason. It it's, seems like George watches this going someday. Yeah, like, <laughs> I could do that. I could, I could do totally that. do all that. Um, yeah. If you've never seen this movie, seek it out. It's definitely one that not a lot of people have seen. It's not a perfect movie, just like you know all the. Well, maybe Jaws is perfect. Chris would argue, um, but uh, uh, close. <laughs> But it is, it's very badass, it's very just, it, it will give you a feeling of triumph like few movies can. Uh, and it's honestly, again, as far as movies go, most of my favorite movies are usually the, the big names. This is like one of the few movies that I consider one of my favorite movies that I tell people and they're like, eh? yeah, it's just right. not like one of, those, one of those films. So if you've never seen it, give it a shot. And... Uh, I guess we'll move on from there. All right. To completely opposite end of the spectrum as far as popularity and expectations on this list go, Die Hard. Oh, yeah. The 1988 action classic. That's right. So, I don't even know how to begin. With Here, here's how we begin. Um, a, a, a clump family tradition in my home with me and my wife is Christmas Eve. Yes, we watch Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas. Then we watch the first two Futurama Christmas specials. Mm-hmm. So it's like her pick and my pick. And then to finalize the you know, the end of the night, we watch Die Hard. The most ba- badass Christmas Absolutely. movie. Absolutely. Now, we've done this every year since we were dating. Um, and every year it seems like somebody finds their way into our home. Mm-hmm. Um you know, uh, j- just people were like, well, you know, family stuff's wrapping up. I don't want to go to bed just yet. We'll head over to Clumps and watch Die Hard. Jeremy Sayer had never seen Die Hard before. 
Since when? That's like ridiculous. When? What? Which time? What time frame are we talking about? Uh, well, uh, a couple of years ago, but not like like within the last. I'm trying to think how long me and Melissa have been together. We've been together like five years. So within the last five years, this would have happened. And he came over, and he was watching one of the earlier action scenes. Like he just walked into the in the middle of the movie. And when I say like middle, I mean like the first thirty minutes. Yeah. Like the first shootout where they where they where they kill um uh uh the Japanese businessman uh Takagi, and then the shootout starts and he's like running around you know barefoot. Jeremy had never seen this movie before. He walked into that scene. He thought that was the end of the movie because of the action level. <laughs> I could see that. Right. He's That's like, how oh, action. Man, I missed all the movie. That's how action packed this film is. Someone who has who has who has no knowledge of it whatsoever walks into the <laughs> first action sequence and thinks it's the finale. They're like, "Oh man, wrapping up, huh?" Yeah, that's what he said. He was like, "Man, this is almost over." Huh? We're like, "What are you talking about?" We have another like hour and a half to go. That's amazing. Where can it go from here? Uh, up, just sir. watch. Just watch. Yes. <laughs> so that's how you introduce this film. Yeah, I mean, it just it fits all the criteria completely. Um, absolutely quotable. Absolutely. Yeah. Just a billion different quotes that from this movie. Um, a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful villain played by Alan Rickman. Uh, his uh, first uh, theatrical role. This was his first movie. Really? Yep. Period. Period. Flat out, his first movie. That's incredible. Uh, before this, he had done stage, and I think he did a little television. But mm. this was his first movie. Well, That's good, hard good to show. That's amazing. Good show, Alan Rickman, because you did something that none of the other Die Hard movies have done, which is have an amazing villain. Uh, Die Hard 3. I would argue Die Hard 3, but not nearly as good as Alan Rickman. Only Jeremy because Irons. it's basically the same person. Yeah, it's his brother. <laughs> yeah. Uh, as, and it's, it's not as good. It's like, yeah, it's, it's, it's Hans Light. Yeah, exactly. It's Hans so, Light. <laughs> I will say that that movie presents the villain well, because a lot of time you don't see him. Right. So right. Then that's, that makes it cool. Most of the time, it's just him chilling in the office dictating what the other people are going to do. Right. Uh, so many cool action sequences. Bruce Willis is amazing. Probably still, still his best action role in my I, opinion. I would Hands agree. Down. And Hands this down. was his. I think this was his first action movie. Yes, I remember. Before there was, this, it was uh just moon- moonlighting. Yeah, yeah. I think at I think, correct me if I'm wrong. At the release of this movie, or when they were building it up, some people were in doubt. Oh, absolutely, people were in doubt. Uh, yeah. An action. He hero. was a funny well, guy. He was yeah. in yeah. sitcoms. Yep. And look at him now. That's mm-hmm. all he yeah, does. All he He's does. just replaying John McClane. That's right. Trying to find... <laughs> it doesn't that. always work. No. Hudson Hawk was terrible. No. Uh. <laughs> so, uh, I, I, I'm sure you've seen this movie. As it goes with any movie on this list, you, you, need you, you need to see it, to see it if you haven't. Um, Christmas Eve, my house, every year. You don't really need <laughs> to explain why it's so badass. Um, it just is. Hey, it and is. of course, we're, we're, we're not mentioning Reginald Vell Johnson. Oh, yes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Carl of Duty, black. <laughs> that's, that's right. Carl of that's Duty. right. Um, who is surprisingly badass in his own right in this movie? He really yes, is. He really yeah. is. Be- not because of everything he does, but just the fact that he's the only one that's willing to stand up to his stupid superiors and right. be like, "Hey, what the fuck are you doing? This guy's in there busting his ass off trying to help us, right? And you're just being an idiot." Again, this was this was uh, uh, was late eighties. Yes, 88. Um, yeah, 88. Uh, 
L.A. cops, nobody liked them right. no, at this point. No, they didn't have a very so, good rep. So, of course, in the movie, they are all portrayed as morons, except, except for Reginald for Bell Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and don't forget that the FBI guys are portrayed as, like, sadistic. Villains. They're almost villains as the other guys. They're like... Uh, this takes me back to Nam. They're like Pickens at the end of fucking. Yeah, <laughs> they're just like riding into death. That's actually that's one of my favorite scenes is when they're when they're like riding in the helicopter and the one the, the older guy just goes, "Yeah, it reminds me of Nam." And the one guy goes, "I was in junior high, dickhead." <laughs> <laughs> amazing, amazing film. Definitely worthy of a high spot on this list. Yep, but not as worthy as spot number two. Okay, We're getting down to it, folks. The 1987, my favorite Arnold Schwarzenegger film. A man whose very legacy is just a testament to badassness. The baddest of assness. <laughs> One of my favorite films of all time. Commando. Predator. <laughs> Commando. Commando's awesome. Last Commando no, is Commando awesome. Is awesome. Last action is- hero. <laughs> For as badass and over the top as Commando is, twins, <laughs> twins, <laughs> Junior, <laughs> Danny DeVito is amazing. <laughs> I should have gone with twins. Anyway, <laughs> oh man, I love I love Predator so so dude, so, dude, so so go so down much. go down this cast list yep. and you just you just yeah. the testosterone. Well, this is like this is like. Expendables before Expendables. Absolutely. 100%. Absolutely. Like, oh, this but cast is so like, much better. Yeah. Uh-huh. Because on top of it, there's a good movie. Yeah. <laughs> like, on top of it, there's a good story yeah. and a good villain, and like everything else about it is good. Oh, yeah. yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger, Carl Weathers, Bill Duke, Jesse Ventura, <laughs> like, Sonny Lanham, who. Oh, I, yeah. Dude, he's nuts in real life. <laughs> Shane Black. Oh yeah, I forgot Shane Black. Shane Black is in it. Holy crap! So, oh my. This goodness. is this is like the 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 greatest uh, culmination of like crazy action stars, and the storyline is like the Lost Platoon. Yep. Um, and then of course the in, like the the whole sci-fi element to it. Uh, this movie is wonderfully directed by uh, John McTiernan, who had done no wrong until Rollerball. Yeah. Um, and then literally went to jail. <laughs> <laughs> literally, literally, like went I always to tell jail. people, like, yeah, he did, he did some great work, and then did Rollerball, and then went to jail. And they're like, oh, you mean like director jail? I'm like, no, I mean literal jail, like federal prison. The man did time. <laughs> but I mean, like, this was John Mc, John McTiernan's second film, followed by Die Hard, The Hunt right. for Red October, Last Action Hero, Die Hard with the Vengeance, Thirteenth Warrior, like just. One after another, yeah. really good action films. But this is my favorite. And I, rightfully so. I I just can't get enough of this movie. I saw this movie, again, way too young of an age. Right. Was Absolutely. scarred by the scene <laughs> where you pan up and you see the flailed yep. Yep. skins of, I forget which character's <laughs> yeah. name that was, uh, the one with... The the white guy with glasses. I'm pretty. Oh, sure. I forget his yeah. name too. That there, there, there's two white guys in this that look almost identical yes, to each look, other. They look a lot alike. So, but, but everyone in this movie is is as a bodybuilder. Yeah. Uh huh. Everyone is just like pumped out of their minds. Total badasses. The first like 15 minutes of the film is establishing that like, hey, these guys can fuck anyone's shit up. 
Yeah, they, they, they are th- tough as the, nails. They, they just roll into that camp with, like, all these nationals, or I don't know what they are. They're not really terrorists. They're just sort of, like, nationals that are keeping hostages. Right, right. They roll in, kill everyone. Yeah, a whole army. Arnold has his like, great stick-around line. Oh, There's so, such a delicious mi- Jesse Ventura and his minigun is just having a ball. I ain't got time Their to bleed. Grenade launcher does, has some fun. I mean, it's ridiculous. After that, they spend the entire movie being utterly terrified. Right. Because this, the Predator is one of the better movie, movie villains ever. Absolutely. Because you spend a lot of the time not ever seeing him, only seeing what he's seen. Yeah, you're seeing his point of view. Um, he has the infrared vision, and it, it will cut, and you're seeing that like he's hanging around, and the first time you watch this movie, you're like, why isn't anybody like checking him out? And then they show you that he can cloak... Yep, yep. And it's just building up more and more, and gradually you realize, like, as the Predator starts picking them off, you're like, they're not going to get yeah, out of this. Yeah, they're not living through this. They're not going to get out of this thing. <laughs> they have nothing equipped to handle what the Predator is bringing. And, again, just an example of if this movie didn't have a great villain, it would just be a bunch of tough guys rolling right. through the jungle. Yeah. It wouldn't have been doing interesting. whatever. Even if they were fighting another, like, Black Ops group, it would be like whatever. Who right. cares? It's just right. more guys yeah, with. Just it's just more guys right. with guns. They're right. gonna get the upper hand at some right. point. The predator. The fact that this is an alien with shit that they have no conception of and right. have no idea how to deal with it and are totally out of their element, even as the best, most deadliest men on the planet, makes this such a badass movie. Because you have some these incredibly badass characters. I mean, not one of them isn't a badass. No, no. that are just thrown into the meat grinder. And yeah. ha- just have nothing to deal with what is happening. And 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 not only is the movie badass, but can you imagine the set? Yep. Of this movie, and I, you, I mean, you've I've, told me many good stories of the set on. Oh this. yeah, like I was there. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Because I watch directors' commentaries. No, I, I I was watching one of the making of, and uh, Carl Weathers. They were interviewing him, and he said that he, um. um being that like the majority of the people on the set were bodybuilders, they all wanted to work out. So they uh, part of the deal was they had a gym on set, like you know, in the middle of this jungle, they had a gym. Um, but nobody wanted to work out at the same time because they didn't want to give away their their workout secrets. Mm-hmm. So Carl Weathers said, like, all right, well, I, I you know I woke up at six and I get there and Jesse Ventura is there. He's like, all right, crap, all right. So the next night day he gets up at five and then Arnold's there. He's like, oh, okay. <laughs> so at one point he was getting up at three in the morning to go work out. That, that way he was workout was done before uh, uh, the guy who plays Billy, uh, Sonny Landham, before he shows up to work out. Like you know nobody wanted to work out together. Um. This was the movie that got uh, Carl Weathers uh, started smoking cigars because of because of Schwarzenegger. Schwarzenegger's constantly smoking. He's like, right. "You want to? You want You want one?" He's like, "No, nah, man, I'm a bodybuilder. I'm a, an athlete. I don't. I don't." And like that night, he got back to his hotel room and there was a box of cigars gift wrapped for him on his bed. <laughs> and he was like, "Ever since then, I was a cigar smoker." There will never be another movie like this because there was a small window of time where you could get a bunch of actors like that together. Uh huh. And make a film like this and not have it just be a joke. Right. That time is gone. Because <laughs> this movie is is a bit over the top, but it's not a joke. No, it's 100% serious. It, it, it takes itself seriously. Um, 
It's not a. Sh- it's not super schlocky. There's a couple somewhat cheesy moments, but for the most part, it it takes itself seriously. And once it once thing once the shit hits the fan, um the the fun giggles end. Oh, absolutely. And it's them versus the predator. Absolutely. And the 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 crazy schlocky moments are a pointed out usually in the film. Yeah. Uh, and it's almost always from Jesse Ventura, who I imagine in real life is right. pretty schlocky. Right. Oh, he's like a conspiracy theorist. Yes. If you listen to a lot of comedy, bang, bang, you'll hear Jesse If Ventura. you heard about Vietnam. <laughs> yes, yes. That is very accurate. When I was uh, in Predator, <laughs> but I learned so many things about the Illuminati and how they... The Illuminati. And how they covered up the alien invasions from the Predators in 1980. And if you look at wow, the, if you if you it's look like, at the back like, of a dollar bill, you will see <laughs> the predator, the three the three dots for the triangle for the Illuminati eye. That's uh. When I was taken up in the predator ship, <laughs> I learned a lot about the when American. I, when government. I was a professional wrestler, I learned all about the government secret organizations. This is it's almost like we're playing audio clips here. Oh. You know, th- like I, I can only imagine how tense this set would have been. I mean, they had to hire security to but keep who do you even Sonny. Hire security? No, they hi- they hired security to keep Sonny Lanham in control. <laughs> but like, he had bodyguards like, to watch. It. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm trying to figure. Guys with guns, maybe I don't, I don't know. know. I but like, they had to hire security <laughs> guards to keep him under control because got, he's just batshit crazy. You got to hire like Berserk. <laughs> yeah, guts just walks. Yes, yep. Guts. Yep. <laughs> Uh, and again, so many good lines. Just so just many good lines. Of, just thinking oh, of but him that alone. scene. Oh my god, I remember like that scene with the with when when they see the predator and he goes nuts with the minigun mm-hmm. and the whole they, forest. They just like yeah, they just just decimate half, this. They like forest. dump half their ammo, just and the whole in that forest scene. just is falling to pieces. And again, and you're like, wow, that thing's powerful. kind of stupid. But they have no idea what they're up against. Right. They're so at terrified. the time. It seems like That's let's, a logical just, let's just kill it. Let's Spray just get and pray. It. Nothing could possibly survive this. Yeah. And yet. <laughs> There's something out there. And it ain't, ain't no, no man. <laughs> I love it so much. If you haven't seen Predator, I'm going to find you and make you watch it. Post on the I'm page gonna, gonna that you haven't. I'm going to cloak myself and, and seek I'm you out <laughs> with heat vision. And we're gonna watch it, and then I'll kill you with my plasma cannon. Well, okay. All right. So if if, if if this was number two, I'm assuming that Predator Two is number one, right? Okay. No, I, I uh, specifically put at number one the curviest curveball. Okay. And you can't argue that it's not the most badass because it's badass in such a different way that I felt like it had to be number one. Okay. This is also the only movie in this list, I think, before the, the '80s. Um. It's the only old film. I don't know. Um, The one I'm thinking of, it's pretty damn old. Yeah. I I am not well-versed in classic film. I don't think that's really any of our fortes here at End of the Critic. Not not really. Um, I I watch some of the heavy hitters like this film. And uh, usually when I think of my absolute favorite movies, they're within the realm of my lifetime. Maybe the 70s. 70s on is usually where I pick from, like, when I look at my favorite movies of all time, it's right. usually from those decades on. Uh, this is a film from 1957, the directorial debut of Sidney Lumet, and it is Twelve Angry Men. 
Damn. If you've never seen 12 Angry Men, I, I, I've said this like 10 times this episode for each movie, but you need to see it. It's an hour and a half film, which chronicles a uh, court, uh, uh, not not really in the courtroom. No, it's, not, the, uh, it's hard to describe this movie because it's not a courtroom drama. It's not a courtroom drama. No. It's a, it revolves around a court case, Yes, but it is these 12 men who are on the jury for a murder trial. Most of the movie, in fact, I think it's well over 90, 95% of the movie, takes place in one room, which is the meeting room yeah. For, yeah. for the jury. The only other room that you see is... No, there's one shot of the courtroom in the very beginning of the yes. movie. Yes, there's a shot of and the courtroom, then, there's a shot of the washroom, Yeah, where there's, there's a like, shot outside at the end. At the very end, yeah. The um, rest of the movie is, is in, in one room. room. Uh, the only name anyone would probably recognize, unless you're well versed in older film, is Henry Fonda. Uh, yeah, yeah. Who is the protagonist? Maybe Ed Begley. Me- yeah, maybe Ed Begley. Hey, okay, yeah, pa- yeah. But and only because you, you know Ed Begley Jr. Yeah, and and, and 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 you might recognize some of the faces um, if right. you've watched older movies. Lee Cobb, you know. Come on, John uh, uh, Feidler. He did uh, an episode of Star Trek. Um, yeah. Okay, great. moving on. <laughs> Wonderful. Um, I just rewatched this. I I rewatched this uh, Sunday because I hadn't seen it in a couple years, and I wanted to make sure it still held up, and I wanted to make sure it met the standards. (laughs) Like so, from 1957 (laughs) to 2012, when you saw it, for my own own standards, for my own standards of this list, I know it's a great (laughs) film. I didn't need to be stood the test of time. I wanted to make sure it was a badass movie. Yeah. Sure enough, this movie for me captures the essence of what it is to be a badass. Absolutely. There's not a single punch thrown in this movie. There's not a single gun shown. Um, there's a knife shown as a piece of evidence. As a piece of evidence, and that's it. Uh, there's hardly any swearing. I don't think there's really any. There's there's almost nothing as far as visual badassness that has to do with the rest of the films on this list. Most of these guys are schlubby old white yep. dudes. However, you have these men particularly Henry Fonda and then um, some of the others that gradually come to terms with what's going on, you have these men that are faced with putting a man to death, and it starts with Henry Fonda, and he decides to not go along with the flow. Because when the film starts, everyone in the room except for him is ready to go, okay, guy's guilty, open and shut case, send him to the electric chair, which, which will be the verdict, they find out. Um... Henry Fonda, when asked to raise his hand for guilty, says, I, I say not guilty. Everyone in this room immediately turns on him. Because they just want to be done. They, they, they want to be, be done. And, yeah, and, and in out. their mind, they think it's an open and shut case. Right. How can you possibly go against this? It's clear. You know, everyone has their different motives. One of them's a racist. One of them had a horrible relationship with their son. Uh, one of them just wants to go to a ball game. Yep, yep. One of them is just super analytical, and from his point of view, from from all of their points of view, it's obvious to them. Yeah. And Henry Henry Fonda is the only one who says, if it's that obvious, it's not right. Yeah. We've got to talk about it. There's yeah. something else going Even on. Even he in here. the beginning of the movie isn't set on not no, guilty. No. He just says, like, I, you know, I don't necessarily believe he is not guilty. I just feel we need to talk about it. He takes it, he basically takes it into the own hands. He doesn't bend to the popular opinion. 
even when being shouted at and people by are, eleven other by men. eleven other men. <laughs> yep. Who, who and he, you know he spends a lot of this movie just like even in the washroom. There's a scene where basically the man next to him is just talking down to him. But Henry Fonda's not the only hero in this film. In in some ways, in some ways, every character in this film comes to be a badass uh, uh, because yeah, yeah. because they come to terms with their own prejudices and they come to terms with uh, the 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 case at hand. And it's a movie. I don't know. It's a movie that just displays like heroism in its like purest form. Without having to have any swords drawn or guns fired or fights breaking out, it's it's a movie that shows what that being like to me ultimately being a badass is standing up for what you believe in, mm-hmm. not bending to what is popular or what is conventional, and even being able to suffer through indignities right. to to do what you feel is right, and that is exactly uh, what is shown like pristinely in this film and it's so tightly done it's like watching a play but it doesn't bother me because a lot of times when i watch a play on film it bugs me right yeah this is compelling the whole way through i was glued to this and in time of the smartphone yeah when it's very easy for me to get uh-huh. lost in a movie yep. and just browse imdb about especially where there's not a lot to to look at like in no. terms of like you don't need to see as long as you're listening I, and yet my <laughs> eyes are glued to the screen yep. because these actors are amazing. Absolutely. They all do such a good job. And even the subtle changes um, in, in, in the direction and the uh, the way this is filmed make you pay attention. Because at first, there's there's wide shots of everyone. They're they're kind of all filmed as a group, and, the, and those opening shots from yes. a director standpoint, that's an, those are incredible shots for the time because they're all one take, mm-hmm. long takes, very long takes, and it's not one guy doing a long like it's not a long take of one guy doing a monologue. It's a long take of twelve guys just talking, and mm-hmm. you're going from conversation to conversation, and it. I'm, I, I was, I'm watching it going, the camera's not breaking. Right. We're not changing angles. What the hell? It's viewing it all as one fluid movement, and they're all just sort of a unit. Yeah. You can't really yeah. tell one guy from the other at the beginning of this film. Yeah. And gradually, the the, the frame starts closing in, and by mm-hmm. the end of this movie, every person that's talking, it's just a real close, like, almost under undershot under their, yep. Uh, yep. Under their profile. And uh, it's really interesting, even just watching it from that viewpoint. Uh, the rain is a big part of this movie. Mm-hmm. Because gradually, through uh, a thunderstorm starts rolling in, and it kind of creates this like cacophony intensity as as things are building, and there's more and more people coming over and being like, "You know what this isn't right um it's just a really, 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 really good movie um and i'm n- again, I'm not one just to look at an older movie and be like, "Well, it's old, it must be good I mean right, right if you're at all a fan of film I, I think you'd be hard pressed to watch this and not get something out of it this is this is a legitimately good film regardless if you're into classic cinema um one of the guys i I work with uh who is really versed in like like cheesy horror films like he loves slasher movies Mm -hmm. he likes movies in general but like he he he, every day he shows up to work with another slasher movie t-shirt right seen like i don't I've, i've not seen him (laughs) <laughs> changed like every day. I'm like, are you gonna wear the first one I saw you in a month ago? Like, when are you gonna? There's right. one, there's one that he he wore once or twice, but then he was 
told he wasn't allowed to wear it anymore. Because it was too gory? No, it, not that, but it is, all of his shirts are pretty gory. Yeah. But there there was a, um, a gigantic, and I'm like, I don't know how you have the balls to wear this, a gigantic hand giving the middle finger, uh, but it was a skeleton's hand, <laughs> and it was giving the finger, and it was on the back of the, of the shirt, just huge middle finger, yep, like yep. the whole shirt. I'm like, whoa. Ow. That that like how do you balls. not? Yeah, I don't know, man. To wear that to work. <laughs> um, so anytime that me and this guy we, we we start talking about movies, obviously we're always talking about exploitation films. So right. We're going off about like Silent Night, Deadly Night, or Splatter University, or you know some stupid cheesy. It's so bad, it's good film. Yeah. And then I mentioned Twelve Angry Men the one day to somebody else. He stands up and goes, "I could watch that movie all day long." That it's movie that is so good. And I'm like, it's that really? Good. I mean, I know it was good, but I couldn't imagine. And that's when it hit me like, well, no, this guy just likes good movies. And this is a good movie, regardless of your taste in film. Currently rocks 100% around the as, as well it should. Put that in perspective. Uh, other such movies that this kind of reminds me of, like A Beautiful Life. Uh, what's the courtroom one with him as well, with the famous scene at the end where he does the... <laughs> Being so vague, yeah. To kill a mockingbird. To kill a mockingbird. Oh, okay. Does, to yes, kill a mockingbird yes. does not have. I, I, that's actually not the one I'm thinking of. But oh. to kill a mockingbird. I was actually looking at other movies like this because I was like, well, maybe if I should include this. And I was like, well, it is the only one with 100 percent of these movies that I could think of like this. Yep. Um. Yeah. It's just. It's so good. And there's. Did you see the 1997? No, but I want to. It it looks like it has a pretty good Scott cast. It. Yeah, it has a George really good C. cast. Scott, so James I should. Gandolfini, Jack I, I do want to. I do want to watch the remake. Um, it Edward also James has very Olmos, good Ozzie Davis. Pretty, I'm pretty cool. That's cast. A, that sounds like a really great. Yeah, cast. I, I would. I would like to watch that actually, just to see if there's some key differences. But a lot Tony of Tony Danza. A lot of it's timeless. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. You take this script. You put it into today, make a few small changes with like some phrases, yeah, phrasings yeah. that aren't quite, you know, a little more, so, maybe so, are a little more colloquial. Yeah. Other than that, you could you could do this easily, yeah. easily again. Not, yeah, which um, is a little bit sad when you think about some of the problems that these characters have. Yeah, put, yeah, it put is. this in the put this in certain areas. Oh man, you could easily believe it. Oh yeah, especially because like the like like you said, uh, it's kind of depressing. A, a, a lot of the the uh, conflicts are timeless. You have you have you know racism. Uh, uh, you have classism. Mm-hmm. Um, abuse. Abuse. Yeah. yeah. Like there, there there's so many really awful <laughs> timeless yeah. things. And the and world has gotten no better. And, yeah, <laughs> things haven't gotten things haven't gotten better. People, what and are we yet, doing? And yet this again, this short, succinct. One and a half hours is like it's a every, lean ninety minutes. It's it's every it's the characters. Maybe maybe they don't all, all fight against it, but they at least have to come to terms with with their demons. Yep. The, the one thing um, I love about this is you have twelve main characters. Mm-hmm. I mean, right. think about that. You have right. twelve main characters, and yep. each character is vastly different from another. Mm-hmm. And you, throughout the again economy of story, are you figure out. The character and archetype they have no of names. all of them. No, they have no, no names. names. They, only, they are all Jor Jor one through twelve. Only Henry Fonda's character and uh, the older Joseph Sweeney. Yeah, they they exchange their names at the end. Just their first names, but first they're names. not even listed in IMDb. They're just right. Jor one, two through twelve. Other than that, you have no names. And I was actually going through Wikipedia, which lists the cast, and just sort of reading each one's bio. 
each one, I immediately picture them in the uh-huh. film. Oh yeah, like right. it doesn't yeah. take much to be like, absolutely, that's right. that's yep. that guy. Yep. Um. So I I don't know. I can't say enough good things about this movie. Definitely, it's badass on not the ride your motorcycle out and almost kill yourself sort of way, but badass in the. I want to be a better person. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Which ultimately is more important. And that's why I kind of wanted to end this list uh, with this movie. It's not it's not as out there in your face badass as most of the other entries, but it's still badass in my mind and, and for very good reasons. Yeah, absolutely. So that's it. That's my list. Um, good list. It's an excellent else? list. No, very I, nicely I, I, done. I think, I think we, uh, that wrapped up real nicely. So, all right. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, until next time, uh, I'm Chris Klum. I'm Matt Schaefer. Uh, goodbye. <laughs> ah, goodbye. <laughs> we'll, we'll see you next time, boy. boy.